Hi and welcome to Leitrim Daily. My name is Brefney Early and this is episode 50 of the series. It's a bit of a milestone. As it's Monday, we are reviewing the weekend sporting action from across the playing pitches of the county and also the country. Today's episode is sponsored by Urban Fit Crew Box Fit Classes in Kiltohard near Carrick and Shannon. More on that later in the show. This weekend in ladies Gaelic football, we saw a number of games with big winning margins in the McCormick's Mace Ladies Football Championships at all levels. I'm joined by players and coaches from the winning sides in all games played yesterday at senior, intermediate and junior. I'll be chatting to former county star Sarah McLaughlin of Uchtura Gales, Declan Fowley, the manager of Drumahair, St. Joseph's player Vanessa Galogli on their big win over Kiltubrid. Gary Canning joins us, who's one of the Mohol managers after their victory over Anna Duff, and Patricia Ford of Keldra Gales, who cemented their hold on top spot in the Junior Championship group table. Disappointment was the order of the day for all but one of the interprovincial rugby players as Connacht were on the losing side of all but one of the fixtures. I catch up with Balnamore's Eddie Coyle, who played his part in the under-18 boys' 36-14 victory over Ulster on Saturday in UL. Matthew Early and the under-19 boys were beaten 23-13 in Thoman Park on Friday with a last gasp drive by Munster putting a gloss on the scoreline while Hannah Johnston and her under-18 teammates couldn't stop Leinster's charges going down 39-10 in Barn Hall on Saturday. In Gaelic football there was also a full series of games in the Vistamed Junior A and B Championships and I talked to Leitrim GAA's Declan Bohan about the results of the weekend and the permutations for both the knockout final stages and relegation situations in both competitions. I'll also take a look at the results from the National League in soccer, which included Leitrim representation for both men and women. Let's start with the Ladies Gaelic Football Championships. Ladies Gaelic football served up some pretty heavy defeats this week for some of the clubs across the county in all levels of the Ladies Football Championships at Senior, Intermediate and Junior. At Senior, Uchtra Gales ran out winners 5.21 to 5 points against a very young Drumahair side. I caught up with their manager Declan Fowley after the game but first I spoke to Sarah McLaughlin of Uchtra Gales. Sarah McLaughlin, it must be nice to be back in the county and, and playing for Uchtra Gales. Yeah, feels great. Absolutely fantastic. I kind of thought I'd retired. I was playing in Dublin for the last two years with Nafina. We were playing at senior level, but I probably wasn't taking it very seriously and kind of thought I'd retire. And then at Christmas time, just by chance, happened to go out one night, met Kira O'Dowd in the pub. Suddenly she convinced me. I woke up the next day and I told Dad I'm coming back to the girls. And Dad was like, you know, yeah, right. You know, no agreements are ever made in the pub. And suddenly then, January, February, football started back and out I came. And I was just talking to Kira there. She came over to me and she's like, so delighted you're back. And I was like, no, I'm so delighted we met on that night and I decided to come back for another year. So it's great. They always say, do sober what you said you'd do drunk. <laughs> exactly. Not too many followed through with it. So I'm glad I followed through with this one. Today's game, what did you learn from today? I learned that we came out with a completely different attitude today. The last day we played Manor Hamilton, we had beaten them in the league and we came out just confident that we could just come out and play the exact same league game. But you know yourself, league championship, completely different ball game. Manor Hamilton had completely upped it and we weren't ready at the races. So we prepared completely different for this. Our whole mindset, all week thinking about this game and doing everything possible on the pitch in the week leading up and for your body, drinking right, eating right. 
and to, to go out there today with the attitude. So definitely our attitude today, you know, for every single girl, we just came out completely more focused. A lot of teams would have been maybe slightly more relaxed in the second half because you were so far ahead at half time, but you came out and you defended like your lives depended on it towards the end. Yeah, so our manager Rory O'Rourke talked about that and he's like, girls, it'd be very easy now to drop at 5%. You drop at 5%, then it's an even game. You drop at 5% more, suddenly they're on top. He's like, we need to go out with the same aggression that we did in the first half in the second half. And that's what we did and just kept pushing on. That's your round robin games complete and barring an absolute miracle, you'll be in a semi-final against someone from the other side. It's a little bit open today. We'll probably know more when we hear the result from the other game today. How do you feel about that? It doesn't matter who we're playing, whether you meet someone in a semi-final or a final. This time last year, we were facing relegation and we are happy this year. Our goal this year was to be not in a game for relegation. It was to be getting into a semi-final. So for us, for this year, we have achieved our goal. If we push on any further in the competition, that's an extra bonus. If you don't win it this year, will the retirement be pushed out another couple of seasons yet? (laughs) I talked about retiring so many times, so I'm not mentioning that word again. I don't know. (laughs) Could Leitrim ladies uh, lure you back out of (laughs) inter-county retirement as well? No, definitely not. Definitely not. Listen, Sarah, congratulations today and the best and luck for the Championship. And the very best of luck with, the, with your future career. That's brilliant. Fantastic for Leitrim. Well done. Declan, there's not a whole pile really to say after that, is there? Um, no, look at tough day at the office. You know yourself, like when up at the senior level, like there's no nothing easy about this. You know, you just come out Sunday, it's a really, really tough game. It's a serious step up compared to our league campaign. But uh, we just weren't at the race there today, like just weren't matching the level of Octor. That being said, you did create some chances, particularly towards the end of the game. You were starting maybe to, to get things really clicking, with just a little bit too little, too late. Yeah, look at uh, we completely changed around the team there at half time. Took out our keeper and stuff like that, because at that stage coming in that far down at half time, you really, you know, you can make ten, twelve different changes, but it's the girls that need to change their attitude, and they did. They popped up in the second half, raised the spirits a wee bit. They've done much better, much better now in the second half. Yeah, happy with that. Where now from here, you have a big game, final game of the round robin stage against uh, Man Hamilton. They've already beat neutral girls. What's the what's the, the outlook? The outlook is it's tough, but we always go to every game looking for a win, looking to get something out of it. That makes no difference to who we're actually playing. We still have to turn up next Sunday, try and get a performance, try and get a win out of something, because at the end of the day, we're still in it. That's the way I have to talk to the girls and we just need to try and get, get a win to get us back on track. Obviously in days like today it's hard to see maybe some of the positives that come out of it and I suppose in terms of the season you did feel two teams in the league so within the club things can't be maybe as, as poor as the result purely would, would indicate today. No, look, at we have serious youth, serious youth. I have uh, 11 minors on my team like, and for us to get to a Division 3 final absolutely delighted with that with the youngsters you know they, they really are stepping up it's just when they come as I said to that senior level you just need to you need to get up to another level so yeah and you, you talk about 11 minors the likes of Gronia Moyles and Edel Kelly still under 20 as well <laughs> yeah yeah exactly like and they're they're my leaders like they're you know um, Edel Kelly their vice captain and Edel Fowley captain as well like you know they're still young I don't have any that old girls you know on the, on the team like so this, you know, if we could keep this bunch together and in two, three years, I think we're going to do serious damage. You know, there'll be a lot more interviews, hopefully. Well, I think there's brighter days ahead maybe for the club. Exactly, exactly. Cheers. 
in the other senior game played yesterday, St. Joseph's edged the Battle of the Titans 219-210 with a victory over Kiltubbert. Both of those sides' favourites for the championship this year. St. Joseph's landed the first punch in that battle, but Kiltubbert should be still around at the semi-final stage and may have a say in where that championship ends up just yet. I spoke to St. Joseph's player Vanessa Galogli yesterday evening. Vanessa, welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Brefney. Now, people were expecting a fairly big battle here against the reigning champions and Kiltubbert, who have been there thereabouts for most of the last couple of years. You won it out 2.19 to 2.10, a three-goal victory for yourselves. You must be absolutely delighted. Yeah, look, it was a great win. Our girls, they dug deep today, and all we had on our mind was getting the two-point win or the two points on the board. So, look, we just wanted a positive result following the league final, so we're just delighted to get that. Your first game of the competition, and obviously you had the opportunity to see, on your own home turf down in Ahavas, you had the opportunity to see Kiltubber and St. Francis play the other two teams in your group. What was the expectation coming into the match this morning? That game was about two weeks ago, so we saw both teams in action, um, two very strong teams. Our focus was, number one, on Kiltobert, just getting that two points on the board. We take each game as, as they come. So, look, we knew Kiltobert, they're, they're in strong outfit. They bet us already in the league and then, obviously, in the league final again. So our focus was just on ourselves, getting our own game right um, and doing the job and just getting that win today. So that's exactly what we did, and now we look forward to meeting St. Francis next week. Now you play St. Francis and I know they were beaten by Kiltubbert on the open day of the competition but anyone who was at that game <clears> would probably have fancied St. Francis to win it. Are mm. you a little bit worried about what they might pose and maybe getting those mistakes that they made the last time correcting them and it might come back to bite? No, I suppose we look forward now to, to meeting St. Francis. To be honest, I don't know too much about St. Francis myself. Um, I wouldn't have come up against them. They're obviously new to the senior ranks now. But they did look very strong there two weeks ago in Ahabas. They're a serious team with what seems to be a very bright future. So look, they're an unknown quantity to us, I suppose. But we're very aware of their threats um, and the threats that they pose. But look, we're looking forward to playing, I suppose, a new opposition as well and someone that we're not used to playing. So look, we'll just go back, regroup this week and uh, focus on ourselves, get our own game plan right and like I said just work on ourselves but we do look forward to, to meeting St. Francis and we know they have a couple of key players there that we'll obviously have to look out for but I suppose the, the focus is on ourselves. And of course Glencar Manor await in the other half of the draw. They've done quite well a big win over Uthro Gales in the opening day of the season and they'll be floating around the semi-finals <coughs> or the final if you get there. Yeah that's that's exactly it if we get there I suppose the focus for us is and um, has been is just on on our own group getting out of our own group only so for now that's that's still the main focus we've another massive game ahead of us next Sunday and we won't look further beyond that Um, a win is is what we're trying to get on the board next week so look um, we'll just be focusing on Kiltobard and St Francis in our own group and then after that we'll be an added bonus but we'll just focus on our own group for now anyway. Well, listen, Vanessa, thank you very much for joining me. The very best of luck for you for the rest of the championship. Thanks very much, Breffney. In the Intermediate Football Championship, a big victory for Bornacula St. Mary's over FINA as they ran out winners 9-14 to four goals and two points. A massive second-half performance from Bornacula St. Mary's saw them run away with that game despite it being rather close at half-time. And enough were beaten by Mohol on a scoreline of 4-22 to 2-1. And I spoke to Mohol manager... Gary Canning after the game. Gary, welcome to the show. Thanks, Refni. We've been talking about this a little bit on the show today, but it's it's a very one-sided affair. How, what do you learn from a game like today? Well, 
I suppose we learned a few things, maybe our work rate and stuff like that. It, the scoreline probably doesn't do justice to to the game. Like Anna Duff were, were better than the scoreline would suggest. You know, we probably got a look a few lucky early goals. You got the rub of the green and things went our way. On another day, that you know things can be different. We took we took a lot from the game. In terms of the club, Mohol obviously in the not that distant past would have been challenging for senior championships. Now you're back in the intermediate championship. How how is the club developing? Yeah, we, we, I suppose over the last few years they would have lost a lot of their older players. It's it's a quite young team. You know, a lot of our players are well, more than half the team are are probably still under they're under twenties. Like, um, so they're rebuilding. There's some good quality players coming through from from underage, along with a nice mix of our. We'll call them our elder players. It brings a nice balance to us, I think. Martin McDermott, he's the he's the co-manager with me, and between the two of us, this year now we've, you know, we, we, the girls are putting the work in for us, you know. So now the championship itself is actually hotting up. You've got Bournemouth, St Mary's, you've got Fina, Ahawillan are in there as well, and not to mention Anna Duff. Like it's it's competitive, even though there's some fairly one-sided games. It's still a competitive group with teams that can beat each other on the, any given day. Yeah, I think sometimes scorelines aren't aren't true reflections on, on games as such because you don't know whose teams could be missing players and so on, and teams perform on days and they don't perform on days. Like we we have Fina coming up next, and while they've had two big results, they're going to bounce back, and we don't want to be caught on the hop from them because any time we've played them in the past while it's been tight. Us and Ah Willem was tight, and us and St Mary's even on the occasions that we played them last year and this year there hasn't been a whole pile between us you know on any as I say on any given day it the look of the green sometimes helps you depends on the way it goes sometimes you need the look sometimes it goes your way and other times it doesn't but as you say yourself it, it's a tight enough championship there results mightn't suggest that but it's tighter I think than the results actually show yeah I think so like you only have to look back to the first round where Anaduff won by maybe six or seven points Ahuilunri beat you by two points in that game and I think it's going to be very tight between a few teams when it comes to the business end of the championship and I think you're going to be stuck in the middle of that what is the hope for the year do you think you can win the championship well I suppose when you when you when you set out every year that's your that has to be your goal and has to be your dream to get to the final and win it last year we came up uh, we just came up short against uh, St Francis in the final and that that hurt us a bit this year we're trying to push on, but you say yourself, there are willing best for two points. They're going to be a force to reckon with after coming down from intermediate. They're going to want to re- retain their intermediate status. As with say Mary's Bornacula, as I said already, you know they're they're a good team. Declan Bowen has them well trained. The lowest give you a, a good honest game, and it, it, they can go either way. We obviously look. Our goal is to try and get to the final. We've hurdles to cross. It's one step at a time. We'll take it as it comes, but there's, there's big games there. Every game, every game has to be taken on, a, on its own merit. Like, well, listen, Gary. With that uh, being said, I think we let you get on with the rest of your championship. And I know you're at the end of uh, Mohol's show there as well today, so I let you get back to the festivities around Mohol. Thanks very much for joining us, and well done on a on a hard fought victory this morning. Thanks very much, Brefnick. Thanks a million. As I mentioned at the start of the show, today's show is sponsored by Urban Fit Crew and they operate box fit classes separate for men and women every Tuesday and Thursday in Kiltard Community Centre, Carrick and Shannon, County Leitrim. 
Ladies classes on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 7 to 8 p.m. While men have their training sessions on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 8 to 9 p.m. immediately afterwards. So there's no need to be self-conscious, no need to be worried about what the opposite sex might think of you. It is same-sex classes and with friendly and experienced coaches to guide you through if you're a beginner, but also to test you if you have done this before. You can register online at www.urbanfitcrew.ie or you can contact them by phone on 087-9777-484. Their email is boxfit at urbanfitcrew.ie. That is Tuesdays and Thursdays, 7 to 8 p.m. for ladies, 8 to 9 p.m. for men in Kiltahart Community Centre with Urban Fit Crew. And those classes are starting in September, and you can register for them now. Thank you so much to Urban Fit Crew for sponsoring today's show. At junior level, Kildra Gales ran out with a big victory over Uthra Gales' B team, 11-20 to 1-3, the score there. I caught up with Kildra Gales' captain, Patricia Ford, yesterday evening. Patricia, welcome back to the programme. Thank you, Bradley. It's, it's a big win there's not really much point in talking about the game because you probably have been given more competitive games in training. How are things going in the championship for yourselves? Yeah, things are going great. I suppose uh, we couldn't be hoping for better so far. Glencairn Manor's team have pulled out the championship, so that was a clear win or a clear points for us um, and the same for every other team in the championship. So St. Francis, Uthra and Drumkeer and Abal got two points from Glencairn Manor and we were lucky enough to beat St. Francis and Uthra in the first two games, so we've got Drumkeer next. But the only two games that have actually taken place in the championship so far are your two victories over Uthra and last week mm. against St. Francis. Yep. You've played second teams both times. Neither have really challenged you much. What's going to stop you from lifting this championship? Well, I suppose it's the unknown we're facing in Drumkeer and we did play them in the league and we were lucky enough to beat them in that. But they're the only team in this championship that are our first team. We played St. Francis and Uthra who were second teams. And I suppose it's great credit to those clubs that they can put out a second team because it's, it's something we can only dream of and Kieler Gales are lucky enough to have the numbers to, to play the championship through. So to play a first team like Drumkeeran, they could they could be training away with their first team and, and be strong. So I suppose it's we have to just wait and see what we face in a few weeks. Of course, Kieler Gales is a combination of Clune and Gortletra what area do you draw most of your players from is it just the two t- townlands or is it a little bit more than that no it's just Clune and Gortletra players I suppose it's probably 50-50 between both clubs I suppose the older players like myself would have played with Clune and Gortletra originally but it's great to see the younger girls coming through and, and not knowing the differentiation between a Clune club or Gortletra club because the, the amalgamation has kind of happened quite seamlessly we've I played underage amalgamation with Kieldra Gales and the younger girls coming up onto the adult team now would have known no difference so it's real 50-50 split and it's been a great seamless amalgamation it's been very good for all of us involved thank god Amalgamation seemed to be the backbone of the women's game in, in the county with the likes of Uthra Gales St. Joseph's St. Francis they're all or even Bornacula St. Mary's although they don't touch each other they're they're amalgamated for the 
<clears throat> for this competition. Is that the way forward for women's football in the county? It's a, t- it's a tough one to call, I think. We have seen a lot more of it in, in recent years. As far as I remember, St. Joseph's have always been amalgamated unless they, they play differently before my time. But St. Joseph's are always kind of amalgamated. And I suppose when numbers went down and, and clubs started to struggle, the amalgamation started to form St. Francis and 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 those kind of teams but they're, they're starting to thrive now a little bit more like St. Francis have a second team and Uthra have a second team so it's shown that the amalgamations have worked for them they've been able to build players increase their numbers and, and kind of get up to a more competitive level so it, that's great for those clubs that they can get back to that because there's obviously very strong players in those clubs but it, it showed that they could also keep the football going in that area when they were in a time of lower numbers so it it seems like they've worked so far I don't know if it's the way to go going forward but it's, it's good for those clubs that they've worked out so far In terms of the championship as well the junior championship five teams in it you mentioned that Glen Carmanor have withdrawn which leaves the four teams left you're pretty much guaranteed a place in the final at this point uh, Uttara and St Francis both heavy defeats as we mentioned earlier H- how does it work is it semi-finals or just a straight final with the top two teams do you know? Um, yeah, the way the fixtures were drawn, there was five teams in the when the fixtures were drawn up. So there was semi-finals scheduled. Um, semi-finals, I think, are scheduled for the weekend of the 21st of September because there was five teams in it. Uh, now, since that, there has been a team that's pulled out of the championship, Glencar Manor. Um, I'm not sure if the fixtures committee have discussed... Um, a change in fixtures or not. I'm, I'm thinking there's a county board meeting tomorrow, so I don't know if it will be discussed or not. But there was semi-finals when there were five team, teams in it. Now I'm aware there's only four, so whether they'll go ahead with semi-finals with just four teams competing is is a question I'm not I'm not 100 sure of. Yeah, I suppose we haven't seen much from Kieran really or packing in championship action this year, but it would seem a bit ridiculous mm-hmm. if you were to top the group that either St Francis' second team or Uttara Gills would be put up against you again, given the way the two games have gone so far. Yeah, I guess so. I suppose looking at the championship table at the minute, we're hoping for a win against Drunkier and nothing is going to be taken for granted, but we will be going out looking for a win and all going well if we top the table. All teams will be on the same amount of points. So I don't know whether there'll be a three-way playoff. I suppose it's up to the fixtures committee to, to dictate that at this point. Patricia, congratulations again today. I know it's a little, probably a little bit hollow in terms of in terms of what you've done, but you, it is a win in the championship nonetheless. And congratulations and the best yeah. luck for the rest of the yeah, year. Yeah, thanks very much, Rafney. What all those results effectively mean in the grand scheme of things across the championships in the county is that in the senior football championship in Group A, it looks like St Joseph's and Kilturbord will progress. St Francis and St Joseph's do battle next week. St Francis currently zero points in the table, while St Joseph's and Kilturbord have two points each. Nothing but a 10-point victory for St Francis would see that situation change. While it's not impossible, it would be take a huge push from the Dumshambo and Balneglera girls to beat the girls from Ahavas and Carrie Gallen by such a margin next week. In Group B of the Championship, Glencar Manor look nailed on for a place in the semi-final as do Uchtera Gales. Drummer a very young side, really never got going against Uchtera Gales the other day. And they play their local rivals, Glencar Manor, next week. Uh, in the Battle of the North Leitrim sides, it's very hard to see anybody but Manor Hamilton coming out on top in that game. That would leave Glencar Manor top of the table and Uchtera Gales in second place, which would set up, should results go as form would suggest, Glencar Manor would face Kiltubbard in the semi-final 
with Uttar Gales playing St. Joseph's. Of course, that is with one round of games to go, but it's the most likely permutation out of the championship results so far. In the intermediate grade, there is one group of five teams with four progressing to the semi-finals. It's very early in this competition just yet and very difficult to call where they will line up. Bornacula, Mughal and Ahawillan have been the sides who have been the most impressive so far and are likely to take those top three spots in the competition. Both Bornacula, St. Mary's and Ahawillan have actually only played one game in the competition so far. Anaduff and Fina look to be a little bit out of their depth, although one of them will make a semi-final spot, likely to be Anaduff given their first-round victory over Fina, but a lot of football still to be played in that Intermediate Football Championship over the coming weeks. In the junior grade, as you heard Patricia Ford tell us, Glencar Manor have withdrawn from that competition, so they will not make the semi-finals should the county board decide to go with semi-finals. Four teams left in that competition. Kielregales look set to top the group, although Drumcurin will have a say in that, but they are still to kick off their championship campaign, and it's difficult to know where they are exactly in their preparations right now. St. Francis and Gales, both second teams, and both shipping heavy defeats to Kielregales, who, as we are aware from Patricia, that are their first team from both Clune and Gortletra. The expectation would be that when it comes down to the end of the season, that Kildregales and Drumcurin would be the teams most likely to be in that shake-up. But as we said, Drumcurin still to play a game in that championship, which has been thrown into a bit of disarray because of the withdrawal of Glencar Manor Hamilton once the fixtures were already set up. We'll keep an eye on the ladies' football championships going forward, and there will be some interesting games and interesting matchups in the games as we reach those knockout stages in the coming weeks. On Friday on the show, we spoke to Matthew Early and Hannah Johnson about the under 19 and under 18 interprovincial competition. One other Leitrim athlete who was involved in the rugby this weekend was Eddie Coyle of Balnamore, who is with the Connacht under-18 side, who recorded a fantastic victory over the Ulster Club's 26-14 at the University of Limerick yesterday as part of their under-18 festival of rugby. Eddie joins me now. Eddie, welcome to the programme. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. Eddie, the others are playing games and they're travelling to and from, but you're actually based in UL for the duration of the competition for 10 days. Talk to me about the actual event that you're involved in. Uh, so it's just the under 18 festival. It's for 10 days. It's basically just train and you're in a professional setup for the most part. And it's just very surreal like, to think at such a young age, people are in that kind of setup. You're a member of Sligo Rugby Club and also you study at Sligo Grammar School, which seems to be the place to be if you want to play rugby from this neck of the woods. Oh, of course. It's definitely. I would recommend it to anybody that's thinking about trying to do well in rugby at all. Everything is all go there. It's a great environment to be. And in terms of your development, when did you start playing rugby and when, when have you kind of made through to this level? I think it was under 12 when I started. And um, it was just regional, over the summer kind of thing. And kept going, kept going. I got dropped in September, coming into the under-18s season and... It was kind of the biggest biggest slap in the face that I could have gotten. It was the best thing for me. And it kind of made me realise that not everything's going to be 
on a silver platter for you and you need to need to dog down and work as well. So you got dropped in September. When did you get pulled back into the squad? Towards the end of January, I think. You're back now and you're part of the team yeah. and you're part of the 15 that played yesterday uh, against Ulster. A fairly solid victory, 36-14. You must have been happy yeah. with that. Yeah, I was very happy with the result. It was a great way to start that whole festival off. Um, we couldn't really ask for better. We kind of kind of knew our jobs. We've worked through everything as best as we could, and we just went out and showed that. Now you're a prop forward, so you get all the dirty work in the front row of the scrum. What's it like being at the front row of a scrum? Oh, it's it's one of the dirtiest sensations that you'll get in your life, but I wouldn't really trade it for anything else in the world. It's great. You're quite happy doing that work rather than out on the wing scoring all the flash tries. No, the dirty work is where where people are kind of made, to be honest. <laughs> I love your attitude. Two more games this week. You play Leinster and Munster. What order do you play them in? Uh, Leinster first on Wednesday and then Munster to finish off. Will you be hoping to go and repeat the exploits of the under-18 squad last year and lift that trophy at the end of the week? We're not really looking towards anything like that at the minute. We're looking at Leinster now. It's all nothing really too. Nobody's really thinking too much of oh yeah we're gonna we're gonna win anything. We're all kind of still back on earth now after that win, and it's all just recovery and making sure everybody's well prepared for Leinster on Wednesday literally taking it one game at a time well listen Eddie yeah. the very best of luck to you of course you had a win as you mentioned 36-14 over the Ulster clubs the under 18 girls went down to Leinster on a scoreline of 39-10 uh, Hannah Johnston played in that game while Matthew Early was involved in the squad on Friday afternoon in Thoman Park beating 23 13. So the only winners this week in terms of the Leitrim players on the rugby scene. And Eddie, thank you very much for joining me. The very best look for thank the rest of the Thank you very much. Week. Thank you for having me. So it's been a few weeks, but I'm joined by Declan Bohan, who is PRO of the Leitrim GAA County Committee. Declan, welcome back to this programme. How are you? I'm very, very good. It's been a few weeks since we've had you on. We've kind of been talking to loads of different voices from around the clubs and the county. There is a break, obviously, with it being an All-Ireland final weekend in the senior and intermediate grade. So we get a chance maybe to focus on Junior A and Junior B. That is, of course, the Vistamed Junior A and Junior B football championships. There's been loads of action today, Declan. Maybe we should start in Junior A in Group 1, where Ahawillan played Gortletra and Kiltubbert and Melvin Gales, that game didn't take place. Yes, Ahawillan had a good win now, 15 points to 1-6 over Gartletcher and Carrie Gallen. And the, the Ahawillan lads obviously are, 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 are flying at this stage with their second team, uh, doing well in the Junior A Championship when you consider they were Junior B champions last year. So they've made the progress, or they've progressed the steps up the, up the Junior A and have been doing... Uh, very well in their group in actual fact with the group concluded at this stage they've topped the group uh, now Gortletra finished second place in the group so I suppose if, from that point of view it was nearly signed, sealed and delivered before yesterday evening's encounter but what that means is that both of those teams have qualified actually for the Junior A semi-finals so uh, they both have a lot to play for continuing on uh, the Melbourne Gales Kiltubbert uh, game was conceded uh, by Kiltubbert but 
you know, I suppose effectively it hasn't had any it hasn't had any further outcome on the game. Both both uh, teams were already clear as 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 it, as it turned out. So uh, what that means then, of course, is that Melvin Gales and Kilturbert will be automatically relegated to the Junior B Championship for 2020. You know. Into Group 2 and St. Mary's Kiltahard were in action. They had a pretty straightforward victory over Mohol. 2.18 to 6 points. Yeah, they've been doing quite well, St. Mary's Kiltahard. Um, I suppose you've got to take into consideration that St. Mary's Kiltahard, for many years, played their second team played in the Intermediate Championship. And, uh, you know, they have a fine bunch of, of good young players coming through the club now from their under-17 teams of the last couple of years. And, it's, it's beginning to bear fruit for them now at this level. And, you know, their win over Mohol uh, was quite handsome, it has to be said. And it also guarantees for them, uh, at this stage, even though they've topped the group with Lencar Manor Hamilton, guarantees for them a quarter final spot. That's just the way the groups of, of three will, will conclude themselves. The Carrie Gallon versus Anna Duff game in group three. Yeah, the scoreline there was a draw. Anna Duff won 13, Carrie Gallon 16 points. That's right, which means both of those two teams have qualified as well for the semi-finals, and and that had been sort of confirmed before they even played their game this weekend. So what that effectively means now at this stage into the inter, into the junior A championship uh, going forward uh, is that Ahwillan and Gordlester are, as I said, stated earlier, are already qualified for the semi-finals. They'll be in opposite semi-finals as such. And St. Mary's would be due to play Anna Duff, it would appear from the looking at the tables in one quarter final with Len Carman or Hamilton playing Carrie Gallon in the other one. And the winners of those two quarter finals will then be drawn to play Ahuillan and Gartletra respectively in the semi finals. So uh, it's 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 nicely packaged if you like to, to get it at this stage to the to the concluding stages. Uh, the other teams, of course, that I've mentioned previously, Melvin Gales, Kilturbert, Mohill and uh, Drum Cairden will be relegated to the Junior B Football Championship in 2020. And they'll be also joined by Alan Gales, who second team who will be relegated as well because of the fact that they didn't participate in this competition this year. So with five teams going down to that Junior B Football Championship, plus the eight teams in that competition already, we could be looking at a fairly substantial Junior B Football Championship next year. No, Brethny. Uh, there's provision made in the regulations for going into 2020 that there will be actually the will will feature the introduction of a Junior C Championship. Effectively, what we're what we're planning for for 2020 will be 10 teams in senior, 10 teams in intermediate, 10 teams in Junior A, eight teams in Junior, and the remaining teams then will make Junior C. Looking at that Junior B competition this year, of course, another full round of fixtures in that competition played last night. Let's start in Group 1. St Mary's and Mohol faced each other also at that level and a nine-point victory for St Mary's Kiltard, 3-13 to 2-7 over Mohol. Yes, I, I'm, and a good win again for St Mary's Kiltard. You have to consider, of course, obviously, that this these two uh, obviously played each other in a double header. It was in the Junior B Championship, it was the respective third strings of each club. And, you know, it, it, clubs are to be applauded to be able to put out a, a third team. Uh, and uh, I suppose at that stage you're talking about approaching, if not crossing over, player number 50 in your club uh, in terms of the personnel that are required when when you take consider that there are two 17s possibly ineligible, uh, depending on the club circumstances and the level at which they're playing. So, look, it was great that the... That they, that they have fulfilled their games obviously in the competition and are, and 
putting out are putting out third teams. And I think we're down to at this stage probably about uh, I think it's uh, St Mary's, Mohol, Ballinamore, and Glencar Manor. Those four clubs have have had third teams in the competition in the third championship, I should say, which is a great achievement to keep that going. And you know, it's it's important that we have grades for every player that can play. You know. In terms of that group in the competition, there obviously was one other game played last night. Phoenix St. Callions won 11. Ahavas won 11. A draw in that competition, which leaves it pretty tight at the top. St. Mary's on top with four points from two games. Phoenix St. Callions, three points from two games. While there's a bit of a gap there between Ahavas on one point and Mohol at zero points. I'm guessing, just from the layout, that the top two went straight into a semi-final. Is that what happens in that championship, Declan? It is indeed, Breffney, but with just the two groups, uh, the top two teams uh, in each of the groups, as it was stated, will play each other across 1v2 and 2v1 in the semi-finals. And uh, then what that would mean, obviously, then is that, that uh, the remaining teams then would be would be relegated down to Junior C. Uh, but also, there's, a, there's an added twist, if you like, to the semi-finals in that... The winners of the semi-finals obviously will play in the final, but the losers of the semi-final will actually have to play a relegation final to relegate a team. So it seems a little bit unusual, but you can that's sort of how we're manoeuvring the teams down to get to the numbers that are required. Yeah, you know? it's effectively just filtered down the, the extra... You're picking two out of every division every time, so it just... Right. It feels like you're that's relegating everybody. You're not really. You're just realigning the structures so no, no, that everybody's at their level. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it might seem silly to think that a team qualifies for a semi-final of a competition and could ultimately be relegated, but it, that's more to do with realigning the structures for 2020. Yeah, in the final uh, competitions played last night, Group 2 of that Junior B Football Championship, we'll get to the Borna Kula Leitrim Gales because we might have a bit of a discussion about that one. We'll start with Manor Hamilton beating Sean Heslins by the smallest margin possible, 11 points to 1-7, a single-point victory for Manor Hamilton, which sees them take the top spot in that group yes top top spot uh, at the moment with games to play I suppose one of the things that has been uh, I suppose particularly with Glencar Manorhampton and Ballinamore looking at the results that they've had to date um, it would appear that they're they're on paper possibly the two uh, stronger teams in the group uh, because, and by virtue of the results but then it's junior junior B and third strings can be relatively unpredictable on any given weekend because you know of the of the, of the personnel that may or may not be available to play in it. You know, but um, nonetheless, it would appear that Glen Carman or Hamilton, you know, with four points, and I think it's Leitrim Gales they have to play in their last game, who are pointless. You would be f- possibly thinking that if Glen Carman can continue that form, that they top the group with Bornacula and Sean O'Heston's playing and they're locked together on two points each playing what is effectively a, a quarter final you could say because the winner of that game will join whichever other team it is if you like into the into the quarter into the semi-finals you know so that's effectively a knockout game when it comes around it's all to play for for them you know yeah, just to finish off the, the full score, because we, we mentioned the game, but we didn't give the actual final score. It was, of course, Borna Kula, 3.13 to 1.14, Leitrim Gales. And that is a, doing the quick maths in my head, a five-point victory for Borna Kula. So <clears throat> I think going into it, given the fact that Borna Kula have played Leitrim Gales and Manor Hamilton, as, as I suppose have, have Ballinamore, it's going to be an interesting game. Is it next weekend those rounds will be played? 
I believe those games are taking place in two weeks' time because we're back to the senior and junior, uh, senior and intermediate, I should say, games next weekend. So I, I believe they're, they're scheduled for, for the weekend after next. Declan, thank you so much as always for joining us and bringing us up to date with everything that's going on in the championship. It's been so exciting so far and I think it's shaping up to be some absolute humdingers, both in the race to get to those quarterfinal spots and the placings, and also as we edge closer towards the final, I think there's some teams really coming into form. That's it, Breffney, and uh, sure, look, we look forward to next weekend's games and progressing it on where the picture may become even clearer or might even become more models. So we'll <laughs> you, see how you never quite can tell. Thanks a million, Declan. All right, Breffney, no problem. Cheers. There was Leitrim representation across the National Leagues in soccer this weekend. Currently out with an injury, Niall Morhan could only look on from the stand as his Sligo Rovers side lost 2-1 to St. Patrick's Athletic in Richmond Park on Friday night. The Bitter Red had opened the scoring in the first half but weren't able to hold on to that lead for the full 90 minutes. Glenfarren's Alva Clancy was in the squad for Galway women as they scored late to rescue a draw after having a player sent off in their league clash with Wexford Youths on Saturday. Myrne Devaney played her part in Sligo Rovers' under-17 women's 3-2 victory over Galway women, where she was unlucky not to get herself on the score sheet in that victory. There are also underage players playing with both Longford Town and Sligo Rovers. We will be taking a look in more detail over the coming weeks at how their seasons are progressing. And that's it for today, folks. Thank you for listening to episode 50 of Leitrim Daily. A massive thank you to today's sponsors, Urban Fit Crew Box Fit in Kiltohard. And I'll be back tomorrow with Faces and Places, where I'll take a look at the old fair day at Drumcurran Festival last Saturday. Talk to you then.